BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. With control of Congress at stake in next week's midterm elections, some California races are very competitive. And as KQED's Taiki Hendricks reports, in several districts, Latino voters could be decisive, which in and of itself isn't so surprising. But more than half of Latino voters who were recently polled say no campaign has asked for their vote. Here's Taiki. Latinos don't vote as a block, of course, but in a few of the closest House races, there's such a big share of the electorate that they could tip the scales. That's according to new data from the National Association of Latino Elected Officials, or NALEO. In one district stretching from Tracy into the San Joaquin Valley, the race between Republican John Duarte and Democrat Adam Gray is a toss-up, and more than half of registered voters are Latino. But Arturo Vargas, the CEO of Naleo's Education Fund, says these voters are too often ignored by the campaigns. One of our main concerns, the majority of Latinos were saying that no one had reached out to them uh, to consider voting for them. California Latinos who were contacted said they were more likely to hear from Democrats. Vargas says Naleo's tracking poll shows abortion rights are important to a lot of California Latinos, but not the top concern. The cost of living and inflation is the number one issue that Latinos consider to be important in this election. And he says for voters who are still undecided in the final days, those economic issues will likely make the difference. For The California Report, I'm Taiki Hendricks. A report by the National Employment Law Project, a progressive worker advocacy organization, finds that California workers experience, quote, rampant employer retaliation for exercising their rights. But the survey of 1,000 workers also found a low reporting rate, with only 10% of employees reporting on-the-job abuse to a government agency. Nayantara Mehta is with the National Employment Law Project. Bosses can and do retaliate against workers who speak up about workplace problems. And of course, the economic hardship that comes with losing a job or losing income means that many workers decide it's just not worth the risk. The report recommends creating a retaliation fund to provide financial aid to workers reporting violations and a just cause policy for firings. The California Chamber of Commerce was not immediately available for a comment. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. 
special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. The Central Valley has long been synonymous with conservative, small government politics, a big red spot in California's blue landscape. But there's a new assembly district in the Valley, and the two candidates vying for the seat are both women, both Democrats, and both people of color. Surprised? Ariel Gans of Cal Matters has the details. On a hot Saturday morning, California Assembly candidate Leticia Perez is rallying a crowd at the Electrical Workers Union Hall in East Bakersfield. I see my Indian brothers and sisters in the back. I see my black familia here today. I see a few Latinos. The diversity of the audience mirrors that of Kern County, and Perez makes representation a theme of her remarks. Hey, we are Kern County, and who we elect, and who we admire, and who we advance and who we help acquire power, right, determines the culture and the capability of this community. Perez is running to represent the recently redistricted Assembly District 35, which covers most of Kern County and is now more than half Latino. Of the wide range of communities across the region, the Latino population is growing the fastest. Latinos have had a growing presence here for more than 50 years, but they've been consistently underrepresented at every level of political office. It was only 20 years ago, for example, that the Central Valley elected its first Latino to the state Senate, Dean Flores. Bob Alvarez was Flores's chief of staff. There's always been a push for more Latino representation. There's always been a, uh, uh, there's always been a core group of people that have been part of that process. And one of the area's current assembly members, Rudy Salas, will be the first Latino to represent the Central Valley in Congress if he wins the bid he's making this year. Kern County is also home to tens of thousands of Sikhs and Punjabis, communities that settled in the Central Valley generations ago. If Leticia Perez's opponent, Jasmine Baines, wins the race for the state assembly seat, I will be the first Sikh American. I will be the first South Asian woman. I will be the first um, family doctor, the first addiction specialist, first. There's a lot of firsts, there's a lot of history to be made, and I think the community is very excited. Baines spoke about her candidacy at a high school gym in the Kern County town of McFarland, where she just wrapped up a community roundtable. She said she identifies as a doctor first, not a politician. But she decided to run because she realized there was only so much she could do through her medical work. What prescription can I write that's going to fix the home environment? What prescription can I write that's going to fix the water or air quality? What prescription can I write to fix their social settings of the patients? We ought to take it further. Kern County is one of the least healthy counties in the state and has some of the worst air quality. In a county that voted Republican in every presidential election for more than 50 years, a race between two Democrats may seem unusual. But research shows that the Central Valley has an unusually high number of conservative Democrats. Here's Leticia Perez again, back at the Union Hall in Bakersfield. No party represents the whole of Kern County. Uh, we like to say we have a purple center. You know, we're merging and changing and evolving. We're a melting pot like the rest of this great country. But when candidates share a party label, it can be harder for voters to distinguish them. Baines and Perez finished within one percentage point of each other in the primary. 
but no matter who wins, the race is a sign that these communities are ascending politically, and the region is on track to have more diverse candidates in the years to come. For the California Report, I'm Ariel Gans from Bakersfield. And Ariel's story is part of a project from the California Newsroom. That's a collaboration of California's public radio stations, NPR, and the website CalMatters. And that is this edition of the California Report for Thursday, November 3rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great morning. Support for the California Report comes from the Wesley Foundation, recognizing young social entrepreneurs through the Wesley Prize for Young Innovators of California. Information about how to apply is available at wesley.org. Personal Capital providing people with financial tools like the Retirement Planner to help them achieve their financial goals, personalcapital.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, coming this fall, the launch of research vessel Falcor 2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmidtocean.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.